We are the market leader in the sustainable packaging space, but mm. not in all of packaging because there are still businesses who only go by price. And we tested it for ourselves because while you can get certifications and all of that stuff, if you don't test it yourself, you just don't know what you're using and it could end up being a little bit like greenwashing. I saw plastic packaging sitting in my office. I saw my kids playing with the packaging. Um, I had watched, obviously, the David Attenborough documentaries. I had, I'd seen all of those things. And I knew when I was looking at that plastic that it was wrong. So on today's episode, we talk sustainability and packaging in e-commerce. It's a great episode you do not want to miss, so do stay tuned. Retail and e-commerce have witnessed an unprecedented transformation in the last decade. The widespread adoption of mobile technology, social media, as well as the lowered cost of cloud-based technology have not only eroded the barriers to entry in retail, but it's also led to the rapid rise and dominance of digital native product brands that sell directly to their customers. On this podcast, you'll get the scoop on customer acquisition and retention strategies employed by high-growth digital native product brands. Not being afraid to spend because you know that customer is going to pay it back uh, three or four-fold. That's when you start to unlock channels in the way that they were meant to be used. And Listen to interviews with experts at the forefront of technology and innovation in digital retail. Three years ago, they wouldn't have come to us because, yeah, the macro trend of cloud, Wi-Fi, broadband availability, that was a real, that was a real problem. Hear first-hand stories from founders of innovative direct-to-consumer brands. Although I was thinking about the competition, I was more thinking about, like, how do I just build a freaking successful business? We focus on driving as much traffic as possible, converting that traffic, uh, and then dumping money back into driving more traffic. These insights will help you consistently 2x growth in specific areas of your direct-to-consumer brand. This is the 2x e-commerce podcast, hosted by Kunle Campbell. As you continue to grow your e-commerce business, access to growth capital would increasingly play a significant role in achieving and surpassing your financial and social goals. Why should you give up equity or pay high interest rates to grow your business? There is a new way to access growth capital that transforms e-commerce businesses. Wayflyer has shaken the way e-commerce operators access working capital. With a dedication to only D2C e-commerce businesses, Wayflyer will fund you on a fairer fund-as-you-grow model, meaning if your sales slow down, so does the amount you transfer back. There's just a simple fee and the funds you need to grow are deposited to your account instantly. It's worth checking out on wayflyer.com. That's W-A-Y-F-L-Y-E-R. Hello, 2Xers. Welcome to the 2X e-commerce podcast. I'm your host, Kunet Campbell. And the 2X e-commerce podcast, as you know, is dedicated to digital commerce insights for retail and e-commerce teams. Each week on this podcast, we interview a commerce founder, a founder at a digital native consumer brand or a representative from a best-in-class commerce SaaS product. We give them a very tight remit to give you ideas that you can test right away on your brand so you can improve commerce growth metrics such as conversions, average order value, repeat customers, your audience size, and ultimately your gross merchant value or sales. We are here to help you sell 
more sustainably. Speaking of which, on today's episode, or the one you're about to listen to at least, um, it's an interview I had with Anita Sakara, who is the CEO co-founder of Hero Packaging. They're based out in Australia, but they sell to the Australian market and um, the world. They have a they 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 pretty much are an e-commerce B two B brand that um, sells sustainable compostable packaging for two other online retailers. Um, and, and the website is really, really, really approachable. It looks very D2C D to um, and B2C, which, um, or business to consumer, direct to consumer, which I, I asked Anita about and she, she, she gave us the intention behind um, you know, all of that. Um, she gives us her backstory, you know, what she did before um, she was actually an e-commerce entrepreneur prior and saw a problem that needed to be solved and um, put together a solution, having spoken to the smartest you know, people she knew or in her network um, around sustainability. And that that was um, eye-opening. She They have over 40,000 customers. Um, they're pretty much, um, and these are businesses essentially, um, pretty much running from Sydney, Australia, as I, as I alluded to. Great, great convo because we speak beyond just what their business does in a story. She also covers um, a lot around sustainability practices specific to e-commerce businesses, what you need to be doing and um, how you can make an impact, um, you know, um, positively, essentially, by consuming less, but still, you know, delivering the same value you are um, to to your market. So it's it's all in all, it was a really, really good convo. Now, while you're here, I want to tell you about Commerce Excel. You don't want to miss it. It's taking place between the 23rd, 22nd and 23rd of September, the Thursday and Friday, the last, no, not the last Thursday and Friday of September. It is the um, the third Thursday and Friday in September. So the 22nd and 23rd of September, 2022, you must go to Commerce Excel. It's a virtual event that will help you prepare for Q4. Simple. We have over 60, we're expecting over 60 speakers. We're having three stages we're very cognizant of your time. The It's only going to be for three hours over two days and three stages. We have 10 content streams. And these guys are coming out from the trenches and showing you battle-tested strategies um, in operations, in finance, in your marketing, in your media buying, in your creative, in your post-purchase experience. Um the whole shebang, every single operational aspect of your business, we have you covered on Commerce Excel. Simple. Um, so definitely get your tickets. They're free passes to watch it live on the day. And if you want to get the recording, there's a premium. It's only £199 or so, which is almost now, this day is about $199. Um, and um, you, they're multi-buy options. It's an opportunity you do not want to miss. So, you know, go head over to commerceaccel.com. Right. I shall let you enjoy the interview I had with Anita Sakara, CEO, co-founder of Hero Packaging. Enjoy. 
The 2X e-commerce podcast is brought to you by Klaviyo, the ultimate e-commerce marketing platform for email and SMS messaging. Whether you're launching your e-commerce business or taking your brand to the next level, Klaviyo gives you the tools to get going faster. That is why it's trusted by over 50,000 e-commerce brands like Brooklinen, Non, and Chobbies. Build your contact list, send emails that pop, and create marketing moments that build valuable customer relationships over any distance. Get started for free today. Visit clavio.com forward slash 2x to create your free account. That is K-L-A-V-I-Y-O.com forward slash 2x. Hi, Anita. Welcome to the 2x e-commerce podcast. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Fantastic. Um, I've been really looking forward to, to this episode, um, particularly because um, you're speaking to the topic of sustainability, not just as um, a, a thought leader, but um, you saw a problem, essentially. You've seen a problem and um, you, you're, you're essentially putting your money on the table to solve it. And, and there's, it's been phenomenal thus far, right? Yeah, thank you so much. Yeah, it's actually such an exciting industry to be in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're based in in Sydney, Australia, and yeah. Hero Packaging, um, your company, your your CEO, um, co-founder, um, serves both the Australian market and global market, particularly the US or North America. Is, is that right? Yeah, that's right. Okay. Um, do you want to speak a bit um, about Hero, please? Um, you know, when actually, yeah, when you started um, and, and what you do, and then we'll, we'll, we'll dig a bit deeper into you um, next. Sure. So Hero Packaging was started in 2018, and it was started because I needed a solution to my previous e-commerce business, which was shipping essentially 60 to 80 orders a day in plastic packaging. And it was one particular day where I walked into my office, we were waiting for the postman to arrive, and everything was kind of just wrapped in plastic. And so it was kind of that moment where I went home and I I wanted to come up with some kind of solution just for that business because it was making me feel really sick that all that packaging was just going straight into the bin and eventually into landfill or the ocean. And I felt like I could do something better. And so when I started to do my research online, the only options for me were boxes, paper packaging, which were not waterproof. Boxes were too expensive to ship. And I wanted something that kind of felt like plastic, acted like plastic, but then could maybe break down into nothingness. Um, and there really wasn't a solution here. So I went about to create that. And, and I, what I wanted to find was someone who could make, you know, a compostable bag. And so I had to find manufacturers who could get the starch resin. I need to find manufacturers who could make the mailers. Um, and eventually I found a product and manufacturers who could make me a product that I could use in that business. And so I started using that product in my business. And I, I really loved it. It was great because it was withstanding the whole shipping process. And then I could pop it into my home compost bin and it would break down within a few months. And so when I realized that it was, I loved it so much that I decided to ask other business owners whether they would be interested in it. And I had a landing page on my website with a, a Google ad that kind of went there for a week. And within about seven days, we had a thousand signups or just over a thousand signups. And I, I just thought this is a really cool business to start. And that's kind of where Hero Packaging was started. 
that's that's a lot. There's there's a lot to unpack there. That's um, phenomenal. And in, in terms of you putting yourself, you know, on the line, um, actually just wanting to change um, something that was, um, you know, not not really good. Um, I wouldn't really call it. And um, off the back of that, um, you know, essentially, you know, launching it with, with your pre-launch and uh, and seeing seeing that interest. But I, I really want to go back um, to, to 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 who you are. Because um, some people might have seen, you know, that and said, oh, yeah, um, really need to be sustainable, do, do not do anything about it. Um, but um, we we often, our, our future often is reflected from our past. And, and I want to go back to, to, to you, you know, um, maybe as a child in, in, in your teen life or, or adulthood, um, if there were any significant points um, in, 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 in time, that um that you think sort of you know woke up your 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 awareness on um on 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 sustainability my sustainability journey started so late in life um you know when i was growing up i was born in india and i i came to australia when i was three and here it was all about survival it really wasn't about like let's do um sustainability i feel like um, sustainability sometimes comes with a bit of privilege. It's like that's the problem that you want to focus on. But the problem that we were focusing on is really food, water and shelter at that point. And so mm-hmm. when I was growing up, it was about survival, making sure we had enough money coming in. Um, and, you know, I did all the right things by my parents, but actually sustainability was not one of them. It was not something that we were focused on as a family. And when I started hero packaging when it was that really beginning step of you know I saw plastic packaging sitting in my office I saw my kids playing with the packaging um, I had watched obviously the David Attenborough documentaries yeah. I had I'd seen all of those things and I knew when I was looking at that plastic that it was wrong I, I knew that there was something wrong and it was mm. kind of at that moment that I decided something needed to change. And mm. when I did start the business and I started to educate myself and I started to read every single environmental blog out there and listen to every single podcast about it, I knew what I needed to do. And that's when I started to realize I need to be sustainable. It's at the time mm. in my life where um, my parents brought me here. I'm at a, I've got the pedestal and now I can focus on things like sustainability. And so I, all I did was learn about it. This is Mm. such a huge learning curve for me. It's more than a documentary, but it was really like talking to other people who are much better educated than I am in this space. And I make it have made a huge difference in my home life, but also in a business that is predominantly sustainable, but also now we practice sustainability in everything that we do too. Yeah, I was on a podcast um, last week. Um, I think it's called the, not no, I think, I know, the E-commerce Master Plan um, by Chloe Thomas. And um, she was like, nice lights in the background. I was like, yeah, get it. I just got it from Amazon. And she's like, well, we're, we're net zero. You know, so, you know, <laughs> she, she's running a net zero business now. And, and I, I found that very commendable, to be honest. Um, so you spoke to your business, you know, that, that, that there is, um, that, that you had an e-commerce business, you know, a small business. Do you, do you want to speak a little bit of your, um, that, to that business? Just, just, I'm just curious to know what you did, what you did prior, what, what's been your journey to hero, um, 
you know, what, what the, the, your career journey essentially to Hera? When I got out of school, I did my cadetship with KPMG. And so I was studying accounting. I was doing a degree in accounting and I was doing everything that my parents wanted. You know, Indian parents are all about accounting or law. And so I did that first uh, and I hated it. I was really miserable working at KPMG. I just didn't like it at all. I didn't understand the big picture. I didn't want to do accounting. I didn't want to work for anyone else. At that time, though, starting a business and being an entrepreneur, that's not, that wasn't a thing um, when I was growing up. It was you have to work for somebody else. And so then I decided, okay, maybe accounting is not my thing. So I tried my hand at media. I tried my hand at, you know, I studied marketing. I did my master's of marketing. I worked in a telecommunications firm doing marketing, and I realized it actually wasn't the category of what I was doing. It wasn't accounting or marketing or even the industry I was in. It was the fact that I didn't want to work for someone else. I, mm. I wanted to make my own rules. I wanted to control the income I was bringing in. I wanted to be creative but also mm. use my accounting skills to be able to manage my money. Um, and so I decided at one point when I was pregnant with my second kid that I would give it a go. I was going to be on maternity leave anyway. And I thought, you know what, I'm going to start a business. I'm going to see how I go. And what I did was I took a trending product um, and I just placed it online in places that my competitors weren't. So I placed it on eBay. I placed it on Amazon. I created a really basic website uh, and it started to sell really, really fast and so I did that for three years, I believe, before the idea for Hero came about. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and did you sell globally or did you sell just in Australia for, for, for the e-commerce business? It was a global business. I mean, the majority of sales were in Australia, but okay. we shipped all over the world. Okay. Okay. And hence the, um, your discovery on, on the amount of wastage, um, in, in, um, um, with, with packaging essentially. Okay. So do you want to just break down how the technology, so, so you have, I love your website, by the way. Um, it, it, it's so modern. Um, you have, um, clear navigation and then you have those stories. So when you tap on the story icons or circles, they take you to essentially product demos, um, you know, in, in a very mobile native, um, format. I'm really, really nice, really modern. Um, it feels D to C. But you're obviously not selling packaging to to regular people. So, how what wh- why did you take or how did you come about taking this approach to to being you know just very casual in in doing business? Because our customers are small to medium business owners. We don't look at them as businesses. We look at them as business owners, and so they are human beings. They are consumers. We need them to fall in love with the brand because we know that no matter what happens, customers do not perceive a difference between our products and other products. What we need to do is be the brand that is the go-to brand in the sustainable packaging space. And in order to do that, we need to stand out. We need to be clever, you know, bright, bold, fun, and just 
cooler than the rest of them. And so for me, my my whole thing is that if I want to be a go-to brand, I can't be a boring B2B brand. What what do I know about e-commerce? I know that people want stuff right now. They want instant gratification. They want to feel like they're on social media all the time. They want to constantly scroll. They want to see user-generated content. And I thought, I can bring that into my website because the people that we're targeting are business owners. They are consumers. They are consuming media all the time. So we can just make it feel like like they're just on another, you know, fashion brand, but they're buying right. for their business. Right. It kind of reminds me of Moo, you know, the the online print and design company. Um, mm. I think they're headquartered in in London, and um, you know, you'd go to to the website and it's just fun, and, and they sell, you know, um, you know, business cards and you know, office, yeah. um, you know, print basics really um so so yeah really really interesting it's, it's just much 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 more um approachable um so do you want to, to explain the the technology um you, you said you researched um you know, re, you deeply researched it and um when you came across this solution you you were like convinced this was the way forward so so what exactly happened um when um, they're compostable, does that mean I can put in my in my compost bin? Um, you know, I, it means it's obviously biodegradable. But how does the tech actually work? So you need two things to work here. You need resins, which is the real materials inside of the mailer. And then you need someone to be able to manufacture these resins because they don't work like plastic. And so the technology behind it is that the film is blown with these resins um, and then put together, printed and then sealed together with heat. And so we needed a manufacturer who actually was a plastics manufacturer who has done years and decades worth of plastic mailer production, but we needed resins that were made from corn or potato starch or mm. any starch or cassava to test those resins with the plastic manufacturing, if that makes sense. So yeah. we needed to have those resins in the mailer. Um, and so that's how we kind of were trying to figure it out because the resin manufacturer wasn't making the mailer and the plastics mailer person wasn't making the resins. So we needed to combine those two together. But honestly, it, it was a very difficult task because they're very, very tough to use. We need to find someone who was willing to work with us to make something. And it ended up being that the first thing, the first iteration, the first sample we got, while we loved it, it actually didn't, we tested it in our home compost bin and didn't break down as fast as we wanted it to. So what, we actually what did had you use find. for the first one? So sorry. we had a manufacturer, sorry, who okay. um, of the resins and we didn't, think that the resins were doing their job. Um, okay. And so because it's made of natural resins and then also a synthetic resin, which binds it all together, we needed to make sure that it was the right percentage of each so that it could break down in our home compost bin. And we tested it for ourselves because while you can get certifications and all of that stuff, if you don't test it yourself, you just don't know what you're using. And it could end up being a little bit like greenwashing, which is obviously something that a lot of people do, but we're very aware that, you know, as time goes on, people are going to be testing that stuff and we want mm -hmm. to make sure that we're selling the right stuff. And so in terms of the technology, it's really the two-part process, the, the resins and then the making of the mailer. Makes sense. Makes sense. And um, there, there are two kinds of resins, the, 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 the natural ones, obviously, and then the, the, the synthetic one, which yes, puts it together. Okay, yeah, and right. the synthetic one also needs to be certified. So we needed to find that too. 
Makes sense. Makes sense. Makes sense. Let's take this quick break to hear from our sponsors. The subscription market is predicted to grow to nearly 500 billion by 2025. As a fast-growing area in commerce, subscriptions hold tremendous opportunities to build a community of customers who share your values. Recharge is the leading subscription management solution helping e-commerce merchants of all sizes launch and scale subscription offerings. Recharge powers the growth of over 15,000 subscription merchants and their communities, turning one-time transactions into long-term customer relationships. Whether you're a direct-to-consumer business or an omni-channel brand, subscriptions strengthen the brand relationships with your customers and make it easy for customers to make repeat purchases. With subscriptions, merchants are able to experience predictable revenue, increased customer loyalty, and higher average order values. Turn transactions into relationships and experience seamless subscription commerce with Recharge. Get started today with a subscription payment solution trusted by over 50 million subscribers worldwide by heading over to rechargepayments.com forward slash 2x. That is rechargepayments.com forward slash 2x. Did you know that loyal customers are nine times more likely to convert compared to a first-time shopper? That's why exceptional customer service is so important for your retention and growth. I recommend using Gorgeous, the leading help desk for Shopify, Magento, and big commerce merchants. Gorgeous combines all your communication channels, including email, SMS, social media, live chat, and phone into one platform. This saves your team hours per day and makes managing customer orders a breeze. It also integrates seamlessly with your existing tech stack so you can access customer information and even edit, return, refund, or create an order right from your help desk. To learn more, go to gorgeous.com. That's G-O-R. G-I-A-S.com and mention 2X e-commerce podcast for two months free. That is gorgeous.com for two months free. Just mention 2X e-commerce. And so, so what's been, been the uptake of, um, of how have you marketed first and, and then what's been the, the uptake? The uptake has been phenomenal. So that first Google ad with that landing page. So in seven days, it was about 1,200 signups. That's what we got. Um, and what we had offered was free samples. And so we sent out free samples to 1,200 customers. And from that point, already the user-generated content started happening because we were first to market here. And so that the word of mouth and the virality of this unboxing experience where people were opening up a package and then popping it straight into their compost bin was incredible. And so the first marketing we did, other than getting those signups, was actually completely organic and it was social. And so people were tagging us in things and doing unboxings and talking about how cool this product was. And then after that, to market it, we did everything that we're supposed to do with e-commerce. So I had learned a lot of things in my previous e-commerce business and 
We immediately set up our SEO. We were really focused on it from the beginning, knowing that people are going to start typing in compostable packaging, home compostable packaging, sustainable packaging. And we mm-hmm. wanted to be number one for all of those things. Correct. Mm-hmm. And if we didn't want to suddenly send out all these packages, but when people started Googling it, they couldn't find us. I mean, that was completely yeah. besides the point. So I wanted to make sure we were present everywhere that our consumers were. So I was making sure to, I started with Facebook ads, Google ads, SEO, um, and made sure that our organic content was consistent. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and, and then the the people you sent it to the one thousand two hundred um, you know um, people who responded to the Google ads um, were they normal customers or were they, did they turn out to be um, you know um, actual you know um, small business owners? Yeah, they were business owners. Um, I only targeted people who are interested in business packaging, e-commerce packaging on Google ads for my keywords. So we really had a qualified audience um, and a lot of them are still with us today. We have, you know, in that time, in four years, we've changed manufacturers, we've changed the thickness of the mailers, we've changed so many things, but because of the community and because of people who are so focused on sustainability, we've actually retained a lot of customers and Today we've just tipped over forty thousand customers. Congratulations on that! It's it's phenomenal, um, both what you're doing and um, the business success. Right. So um, you're a sustainability guru, in in my opinion, and an e-commerce guru, given your your, your background. Um, beyond packaging, um, for for e-commerce operators listening to this, what other areas, critical areas in in their entire operations, can they start to you know, think about um, obviously because they need to do the research and and then eventually tackle. Mm. There are lots of small things that they can do, but you know, we want to be as businesses. We want to tackle the big things, and I always say that there are five things that they must do. One is look at their electricity and see it's the really simple stuff, which is turning off your laptops every night, making sure all lights are off in the office making sure you're going into solar as much as possible. Second thing, you know, you said other than packaging, but I always ask for packaging to be looked at. So whether that's our packaging, whether that's moving to recycled, whether that is the packaging that comes from your manufacturer to you, usually that is wrapped in all plastic. How can you change that? Can you ask them to use hex wrap or paper packaging instead The third thing I would say is looking at, and this is a really important one, looking at the carbon footprint per product that you sell. It's one, going to educate you as to knowing how many, how much carbon you're producing and how much you need to offset. But also you can use that as a marketing tool because you can say to them, your customers on each product page, this is the carbon and we can offset it by doing X, Y, and Z. Or you can use um, an app on Shopify called EcoCard and offset that. So, you know, finding out carbon footprint per product is really important. And then the fourth thing I would say is freight. So looking at, you know, are you air shipping? Are you sea shipping? Because air shipping is so much in terms of carbon. And then the fifth one, I would say, look at your staff, look at you. Are you allowing for work from home flexibility? Because that is actually great for the environment. You know, traveling into the city or some metro place, you know, all staff every day are doing that. It's actually not great for the environment. So making sure you have that flexibility and have that hybrid working approach as well. 
Incredible. Incredible. Thank you. Thank you for the, for, for, for the tips. Thank you for the tips. Um, yeah. So with regards to, 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 to hero, um, you, where, where in the market are you in, in Australia, you know, at the moment, obviously the, the normal packaging, you know, products that essentially, you know, um, they, they essentially compete in price. Um, you seem to own that sustainability, um, um, you know, um, you know, niche. Where, where, where are you in, um, in, in the markets? Are you, you know, um, challengers or market leaders? We are market leaders in the sustainable, or we are the market leader in the sustainable packaging space, but mm. not in all of packaging because there are still businesses who only go by price. And if they only go by price, they will never choose us because we are 30% more expensive than single-use plastic and we will always be more expensive. Um, there is nothing we can do about that. Producing things sustainably and having a transparent supply chain and using the right resins and doing things in the right way without fossil fuels, it is always going to be more expensive. And so in terms of being a market leader, if businesses are looking for sustainable packaging, we are number one. If they are looking for packaging in general and they're only coming down to price, then we are known, but we don't own that market space. Mm-hmm. How with with inflation, um, just with inflation, how has it affected, given the fact that you're in frontline selling sustainable products, how has it affected um, the way we view, you know, um, sustainability, our approach. Um, do you want to speak to that, please? Do you mean in terms of from the consumer's point of view or from our point of view? So, so um, you know, the, 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 there's inflation now, which is impacting, you know, discretionary income and um, sellers are really, most sellers are, besides like luxury, you know, product sellers, that most, most sellers are very price sensitive now because, you know, consumers are, um, also getting a squeeze in most economies. Um, they, they often say that, um, you know, when you're in survival mode, you don't really think too much about sustainability. So my question essentially is with all that you, with, well, your experience at Hith- um, a Hero over the last six months, how is that? Um, are you seeing any sort of slowdown in demand? Um, are retailers telling you, um, you know, and just giving you feedback on, on what the market is, is looking like because um, many e-commerce businesses now are struggling, not all, but, but several are struggling just due to the fact that um, consumers don't have um, the same discretionary income they had, you know, two or two years ago one, or last year. That's correct. Yeah, we of course feel it. I mean, I think if you are an e-commerce business, for the most part, everyone is feeling it. Everyone can feel the downturn or at least... Uh, pre-pandemic ways. And so everyone was forecasting for this huge change in e-commerce. Um, and they didn't really predict that once out of it, you know, inflation would be so high. And here um, it's just incredibly, everyone is being really cautious of their spending. So of course we feel it because we feel the lag effect of it. So if consumers are spending less, they buy less from our customers, which is which are businesses, and those businesses un- end up buying less packaging from us. And my thinking here is that that is okay. That is a really natural part of business. It's a natural part of life. Things go up and down. 
you have to stick it out. You have to keep innovating. A lot of the time businesses go, oh, well, no one's buying from us. And so we're actually just going to slow down a little bit or um, they get really scared and they cut costs. What we have decided to do is be really consistent with everything that we're doing. We're not slowing down. In fact, while there is slow periods, we're actually bringing in new products. We're actually trying to um, enter new markets. And we know that things will pick back up. And so these things don't scare me because I'm in this for the long run. It's not a short-term strategy. I'm not, I I genuinely want to make a difference when it comes to getting brands to be more sustainable. So for me, these downturns, they don't affect me, Uh, even though it affects our revenue, it doesn't affect me as a business owner. Very, very interesting. It's really about staying power. And I guess there's another sort of question around it, which is, um, you know, are we sort of over consuming, you know, as, 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 as the civilization, you know, across, across the world, particularly in, in, in Western countries? Um, you know, I, I, I speak to, to, to millennials and, and Gen Z and, you know, some of them have some, some really, really, you know, um, interesting lifestyles. You know, the upcycling is really, really jumped up. Some, some don't shop in, you know, um, fast, on fast fashion. Um, stores despite it being very, very, um, you know, um, kind to their wallets, you know, or so, so it's, it's, it's been, it, it's, it's really interesting. Um, I, I just, you know, wonder what will be at the other side. And I was just wondering what the, um, the, the, the ripple effects are, you know, um, across, across the board, um, which, which is interesting. Okay. Um, besides that, I, I think we, 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 the, I think those are the the main you know questions you know I have. Um, but before I let you go, um, because you're such a phenomenal founder, um, I, I want you to 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 participate in our in our lightning round. It's 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 a set of about six rapid fire questions. So you just need to use a single sentence to answer them. Um, I, I I ask I tend to ask you know special guests. So um, would you would you be happy to to try? Of course, yes. All right. Okay. Fantastic. Um, what's, what advice would you give yourself five years ago? To, um, build a network rather than just hiding behind my product, actually go out there and talk to people and ask questions and, and ask for help because a lot of the time people want to help. I'll take that too. (laughs) Um, are you a morning person? Yes, I am a morning person. What does your morning routine look like? Wake up, get the kids ready for school, go for a two to three kilometer walk with no phone. Awesome, awesome, awesome. What two things can't you live without? (laughs) My family and my phone. Okay. What book are you currently reading? How Brands Grow and How to Build Brand Assets. Right. Final question is, what has been your best mistake to date? I mean, a setback that's given you the biggest feedback. When we decided to use a new manufacturer and they took our deposit and then never produced our goods and they still owe us um, $30,000. So uh, learning about business really quickly and learning that not everyone does business in the same way. That is true. Anita, it's been a pleasure having you on the 2X e-commerce podcast. Um, for people who want to find out more about Hero Packaging, it's Hero Packaging, that's H-E-R-O Packaging, P-A-C-K-A-G-I-N-G.com.au. 
AU. Um, and he said, do you hang out on any, any social media sites um, like LinkedIn or Twitter or? Oh yeah, I'm I'm on basically everything, but you can find me on LinkedIn uh, or Instagram, which is hero.packaging. Fantastic. Thank you for being on the 2X e-commerce podcast. Of course, I had a great time. Thank you. Cheers. Thanks for listening to this episode of 2X e-commerce. We encourage you to connect with our community of 2X e-commerce listeners on our Facebook group, e-commerce growth accelerator mastermind just search for 2x e-commerce on facebook to find it answer three questions and you'll be approved grab the show notes of this episode on our website 2xecommerce.com finally if you haven't already give the show a review on your podcasting app catch you on the next show and keep growing